Hello and welcome to the Should I Go See a Podcast. I'm your host, Bill George. With me as always, AJ Rebecca. Bill, I just wanna uh I just wanna just, listen to just it. Just take you away. Yeah. Oh it? my god, dude. One of the best songs ever fucking written. Oh. <laughs> Bill. Yeah. I haven't seen it. It's literally this weekend. We were talking before we came on air. I got to see this. You got to. And the new Creed movie before Thanksgiving. Oh, I can't yep. believe you haven't seen it. Don't you love Queen? Aren't you a big I'm Queen a guy? He gig- I have good. Literally, I have goosebumps. Every time I hear the song, I cry and I climax. Oh, giant Queen. That's a, it's a climax. Queen. Quick sidebar. Did you ever see that YouTube video of the guy in the back of the cop car who sings this whole <laughs> fucking song? He's shit faced drunk and he's just screaming the entire fucking tune. Like, no. Is he on? Is he on note or is he just like a, <laughs> well, I mean, he's drunk as hell and he's like out of, out of his mind, but like, so at the beginning he's doing fine. But once he starts just screaming and yelling, he's losing his crap. No, we should, I, we're we're going to watch I, it after. I, I, okay. All right. Okay. All right. No, um, did another one. Back to you. So we're here today talking about Bohemian Rhapsody. Yes. Starring, uh, Rami, Rami, Rami Malik. Yes. And yeah, I think. So I don't even have to read the fucking synopsis. Yeah, you know what it's about. It's about the legendary uh, front man of Queen, Freddie Mercury, and his wonderful band and his life and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. everything about a man that went too soon. Indeed, indeed. So, Bill, should I go see it? Yes, yes. A lot of mixed sure. reviews out there right now. So here's here's where I landed on this one. Okay. It's, it's a head versus heart debate situation where my head tells me, objectively... Not a great movie. Yeah. Uh, it It is very much a, a traditional, a traditional biopic. It is very superficial. Yeah. It is. All theatrics. Very predictably written. Uh, it's really, it's, it's, it's some eye rolling. Like people don't talk this way. Like it's, it's every movie music biopic you've ever seen in your life. Okay. But that, that, so that's, that's the head part of the argument. The heart part though, is the music is just so good. And Rami Malek, uh, or Rami Malek as the lead as Freddie Mercury is just spellbinding. Is he that good? carries the film. Impression or, um, what's the word we've been using before? Like, I don't know. Embodiment. Yeah, like, is it a good impression of Freddie Mercury, or does he play an actor who embodies Freddie Mercury? So it starts as an impression. Like, it feels at first when you're watching it like it's an impression. He's got the the um, teeth the, implants the, the or the, the, the inserted teeth thing. Yeah, uh, it's a little distracting. It's like the makeup crew and like a little heavy. But again, I guess if you watch real footage, have you ever it's seen pretty him legit. in interviews? Yeah, it's pretty. He legit. had like massive buck teeth. Yeah. So he's got that going on. He's got uh, all the different outfits and all the different hairstyles and all the different mustache styles, et cetera, as it goes. So at first... <laughs> I'm having a cocktail for Freddie Mercury. Yeah, Go I fuck can, yourself. I can, see, I can hear that Keep as going. well as see that. Well, cheers, Freddie. Cheers. Pour one out for Freddie. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it starts out. And at first I was like, wow, this is just an impression. But as the movie goes... He is able to sell you on it. Like it, I mean, by the end, 
again, uh, we talked about a star is born in a previous episode. Uh, again, by the end of this movie in tears <laughs> as well as most of the audience. Okay. Uh, he sells it hard. He is what carries the movie. Otherwise it would just be a, a normal Ray or walk the line or every music biopic sure. you've ever seen. It's, it's, like that, but because the music stands out and because it's it's him in the lead role and because Freddie Mercury is just such a captivating character, uh, he sells it. So now, it's great. I'm going to I'm gonna go. There's a bunch of different questions I have in my head. There's no go real rhyme it. or reason to him. So I'm just going to I'm going to go fast and furious. So um, the original person who was slated to play Freddie Mercury in this movie was Sasha Baron Cohen. I, yeah, I remember hearing that. Uh, that we yep. know him from Borat and Borat. all the other thing. And I was like, damn, like that's a good casting choice. And there were rumors he dropped out because he just didn't like the way the film was going. Mm-hmm. Is the film all about Freddie Mercury with Queen as kind of a supporting act? Or is it Freddie Mercury and Queen? Because Freddie Mercury is fantastic. Don't get me wrong. But it was Queen... Mm-hmm. the harmonies sure. and the arrangements that made it even better. Mm-hmm. So what do they focus on? Is it Freddie or is it the rise of queen and right. all their harmonies? It was crazy. Like when they first met and they were recording with each other and they were talking about how they were going to harmonize, they realized like one of the first sessions that like they all could harmonize together in a way that like was fucking mind blowing because right. they just fit so perfectly together. So like, what is this movie about? It's more about Freddie. Mm. But so Queen is is a big part of it, no doubt. And there is a big they talk about the fact that there's a point where Freddie goes solo and then comes back to Queen because it it's not the same. Like you need yeah. that that collection of talent and the way sure. that they work with each other, et cetera, et cetera. So that's definitely covered. But the movie follows Freddie. I would say that 97% of the scenes in this movie. It's Freddy's in the scene. You know what I mean? Like there yeah. are wow. maybe two to three scenes where he's not in it. He's Jeez. on screen all the time. Like it's his movie for sure. Okay. But they do justice to the band as a whole, how they work together. The casting of the band was super impressive. Like the guy who plays Brian May, I thought it was Brian May. I was like, are they using like Marvel digital trickery to make this <laughs> guy younger? Because like that's him. Really? Uh, they do all the casting across the board is actually really, really strong. Okay. Uh, so the band's definitely there and they're represented and it talks about the band as a band. Um, but as far as the the following of the storyline and the crux of the plot, it's Freddie's life. So from age to like, obviously to- from meeting the band, which is like him as a youngster, basically like a college age kid okay. to uh, Live Aid in 84, whatever year that Where was. Where do they stop the film? Before he dies or after he dies? Before. It, oh, really? it ends with Live Aid. Oh, Live Aid's the last thing? The rest is covered via text. 85. Like, like yeah, 85. There Freddy you go. died in 91. There you go. Yeah, they, they leave on the high note of Live Aid. That's kind of the theme that they go back to. That's kind of... It's kind of like, again, like most biopics that these was, days. That was the Sasha Baron Cohen thing. Thank you. Is that he didn't like the way that they were ending it at Live Aid. And he was like, the band continued... Like, they're people right, after right. Freddie. And Freddie lived for six or 10 years after Live Aid. So why are we stopping it at that point? Right. That was the big thing that caused him to leave. Yeah, no, it opens with them about to perform Live Aid. And then it's like, flashback, how'd we get here type of thing? And then ends with Live Aid. It's kind of like, the, um, it's, a, it's a very, that again, when it comes to the structure of the film, it's very like, yeah, we've seen this a zillion times sure. before, which is a bummer to me because 
the new wave of biography starting, maybe not starting with, but maybe encapsulized the most by Steven Spielberg's Lincoln is you take a famous or important figure and you focus on a particularly important event in that person's life. Yeah. And then if you do that well, in context, you can kind of learn enough about the character uh, from that. Okay. You don't need to cover cradle to grave yeah. like, like every other movie used to be. So biographies in general feel like they've kind of mutated into this into this new format. And this feels like a throwback. Like this feels like it was released 10 years ago because it's like, again, let's follow the entire rise in broad strokes yeah. um, through their entire career. Uh, so that was the old fashionedness I didn't like versus if they had like dug in on something. Yeah. Uh, like and, a learned, and learned about period. the character that way. Yeah. So that was one of my kind of not so great things about it. You know, it was a fantastic movie that was like a uh, cradle to grave thing. What's that? Benjamin Button. <laughs> seriously. Sure. An entire life of like grave to cradle or whatever you want to look at it. <laughs> yeah, but seriously, yeah. like a whole life summed up. So fucking great. Yeah. All right. I got more questions. I'm going to keep going if that's yep, okay with fire you. Fire away. Um, so a big part of Freddie's life, yeah, which was kind of private and then not sure. really private, was his involvement with both females and males. Yep. How do they tackle that in this film? So I figured that would come up. There was a lot of rumbling when the first trailer came out. Um, it wasn't gay enough. That yeah, that that the <laughs> kind of I think that people were nervous that yeah the LGBTQ sort of portion of his story would get glossed over or would not get its due or would be misrepresented or anything like that. Because the first trailer to to come out was basically just look at this music, isn't this, or listen, this music, isn't this amazing? Yeah. And everyone was like, well, what about this other piece? So there was some like anxiety about the movie coming out, whether it was going to do that or not. Having seen the movie now, I thought they did, uh, I thought they did a good job with it. I think they, they made it an important part of his life and legacy but they didn't make it the only thing that defined him. So like how did they it, do that it wasn't though? The whole story. So like him, like waking up one morning and like rolling over and this guy in the bed. So there's moments like that, but yeah. it, it's it's a PG thirteen movie, so oh. they couldn't go super hard when it came to like the sex Literally. and drugs and rock and roll. Sure, uh, they kind of made it in a PG thirteen way. So like, there's one scene in particular that actually got chuckles at the theater because I think it was so like overt, where he's at a truck stop on a payphone talking to his girlfriend because he had a girlfriend yeah and like another and a trucker comes out and like looks at him and they makes makes eyes with each other and then he goes into the bathroom and then like you kind of yeah. just assume what happens yeah, 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 yeah. uh and then there's it's there, like an old movie from the 50s where like the next scene they're smoking a cigarette together right exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. can't actually there's, show them, there's, like in the act exactly there's absolutely a scene like that where he wakes up and there's some guy half naked like on the couch or whatever and yeah. it's just implied what happened yeah um and then by the end he's there's, you know, a scene of him telling the band that he has AIDS and all that stuff. And yeah. like, and again, because of the performances, they sell it and it works and it has the emotional impact that I think uh, it should. So I think they did a good job with it in making it important, but not making it the entire story. Because I think that would do a disservice to sure. everything that Freddie Mercury did. So, uh, so yeah, no, I think it, I think, I mean, my perspective, a limited one, sure. be it as it may, uh, that was my thought. Um, who directed this movie? Another great question. I'm full of them tonight. <laughs> this one, well, do you want the on-paper answer or do you want the E! True Hollywood Story answer? Because I don't know. The, the credits listed as directed by Brian Singer. Huh? Yeah. Like, Brian, 
that Brian Singer. Like you might know him from various police blotters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Scandal from headlines. TMZ, yeah. Uh, Reddit message boards. Yeah. So Corey Brian Feldman. Singer, he he started. He did the direction, I believe, for the majority of the project, and thus by Director Guilds of America type rules, he does get the credit, full credit, as directed by Brian Singer. But we also know that he did leave the project prematurely, and it ended up having to get finished. I did not know that. Uh, do, do you know why he did? Is there? I mean, there's a ton of rumors about Brian Singer. Yeah. I mean, is was one of those rumors of him being a pedophile the reason he left? That's my understanding. I mean, I only know him broad strokes. I don't really dig into the Hollywood muck, but from, well, I watched from the only I reason hear. I know. So I watched that. Like, there's a YouTube documentary about like. So for those who don't know, we're not going to make this all about this. But there's like basically like this well-known pedophile ring in Hollywood, mm-hmm. led by Brian Singer mm-hmm. and like two other people that would basically like prey on. 13, 15, and six-year-old boys who were coming into Hollywood to like make them famous, quote unquote, and do horrific acts to them as part of this like ring. And there's sure. been rumors been flying around for, I don't know, decades? A, a decade now? Yeah. It's so it's a lot. So that's crazy. I had no idea he was the director. Yeah, because they because it's one of those things where once a scandal like that hits just like uh Kevin Spacey when we talked about all the money Kevin in the world. Kevin Spacey and the the are w- both shared the top 5 movies of uh, three movies of last year. It was a wine scene production um when no. Uh Wind River. Was it Wind River? What are you talking about? It was a wine scene production and oh, I was they removed the title that, of Wind, and they removed yeah. the production credits of the of wine scene company yeah. and then I was like, oh that's crazy. Right. So I had all no the idea. all the money in the world they cut Kevin Spacey and yep. in this they just don't talk about it. Like you don't hear commercials saying like from the director of X-Men or whatever yeah. Brian Singer's done uh, a bunch of they just just don't talk about it whatsoever. Wild. So I was actually surprised when the opening credits came up and it said that. I was like, oh yeah, forget about that. Interesting. Um no, right. it's it's good. I think the main selling point to kind of wrap up here yeah. is, is obviously the music. And I think what's interesting to me versus like when my parents see this movie, which I recommended it to them because they grew up watching. My mom saw Queen a bunch of times, like big fan. Yeah. To me, what's kind of weird about this movie is like I can't imagine this music not existing. It's just it's always been there. Like yeah, like how do you write? How do you the write? Champions? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. We will rock you. Like, right? Who, who sh- Speaking of that, like, do they show the writing process? Yeah. Like, Those are the best scenes of the movie, and like how realistic they are. I have no idea. This movie. Have you seen this yet? No. You want to go see it? Sure. <laughs> this movie's probably wildly inaccurate, and I'm sure. And I don't Brian care. May, Brian May was a consultant, and he's probably making it look the way they want to make it look, which yeah. is fine. But still, the scenes of them in the creative process of creating Bohemian Rhapsody or creating We Will Rock You, like that was the stuff that just hits home. Because to me, again, it's like I've lived my entire life with that music. I can't imagine that there was time before that. So it's just fun to see the music come to life. Can I ask you one more question? Sure. Is And this has to do with Queen, but it has to do with like music in general. So there's like this new thing that like, um, like Queen now has the singer from American Idol and like Sublime. Adam Lambert, yeah. Sublime has like this guy Rome from LA who is a new singer. Stone Temple Pilots has like some other dude. What's they have the your- Philippine Filipino John Perry. Yeah, is it per- Joe Perry? J- no, Joe Perry's a guitar player. Joe Perry's from Aerosmith. You mean the guy singing for Journey? For Journey. Journey. Yeah, what's his yeah. name? Don't stop believing. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, what's your Steve what, Perry? Steve Perry. Steve, Steve Perry. Perry. That's, that's what it is. What it is. Yeah, what's Filipino your like Steve feeling Perry. about that? Are you okay with that? Um. I don't. I don't. Haven't thought don't about it one way or the other. Greg? I guess. Um, I mean, yeah. Fuck it. Send it. 
Sure. Uh, I don't know. I'm I mean, when asking. I saw that documentary about the Filipino Steve Perry, I thought it was great. So, dude, I saw that and I, mean, I was like, there's love- no way that's fucking <laughs> coming out of his voice. Yeah. I like Adam uh, Lambert too. So, sure. Why not? Yeah, okay. Why not? Just wondering. Gives people the experience. I think it's fine. It's about the music. It's sure. the music lives on, AJ. I'm just saying that because, like, I saw a Sublime with Rome concert a couple of years ago and, like, people could have fucking cared goddamn less. Well, so, there, in that the music's good. Case, there's a much. Because Badfish is, like, better. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. The official, What's up, Quinn? Cover band. <laughs> Anyways. Can I ask you one more question? Yeah, absolutely. Did they, so in the movie, when they're like, I assume they perform and record and stuff like that, do they use like the direct like Queen recordings or do they like remake them for, you know? No, they use the actual songs. Okay. So like when so they he's cut lip to syncing? them like yes. singing or whatever, it's like It's the full Freddy. recording. Yep. Uh, including the Live Aid performance. So the movie, like I said, that's like the big event of the movie that bookends it. Uh, that uses the recording from Live Aid. The actual recording. Cool. And then on top of that, they show large sequences of, like towards the end, especially. They use that, a lot of that. And apparently somewhere in the vault, they actually did the entire like 25-minute Live Aid performance and they have it uncut and it's going to come out in like a future DVD they release. meaning or the actors in the studio. Like a, yeah, like yeah, a yeah, lip-syncing so Live Aid performance? The they shot the entire set. thing. And they use a lot of it. I mean, it's the climax of the film uh, and it's great. But I can't imagine that's more than like Five minutes. Uh, you'd be surprised. Yeah. Yeah. No, oh, they use drugs. a good amount, but they actually did the entire. Is that when thing. they use like? They're yeah, like, yep. Queen rules. Let's fucking go see this shit. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, let's go it's right good. now. It's good, man. You're totally right about not li- like not being able to live in a world where Bohemian Rhapsody doesn't exist, or like right. It's or it's we will rock you or we are the champions. Yeah, they're, like they're, talking like, about, they're talking about they're talking about cultural touchstones. Yeah, exactly. Writes that crap. Right. Oh, so good, so good. So yeah, the music sells it the performance sells it the movie itself it's a standard biopic but luckily the content elevates it because of that love it thanks bill fuck yeah (laughs) fuck yeah Yeah. (laughs) thank you for listening to the should i go see a podcast please make sure to follow on instagram at should i go see it 